Oshokyo, our Sailor Moon podcast. I'm Isha, one of your co-hosts, and I'll be interviewing some fellow Moonies in these very special episodes because we're taking a break from our usual upload schedule. Today, our guest is... Hello, my name is Alexander De La Paz. I have been very good friends with your host here for, I want to say, maybe five, six years now? Almost seven. It'll be seven in August. Uh, that was such a wonderful day we met. I know, right? <laughs> we met... As guests for a wedding. And it just so happens we all like the same video game. And it just started a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful friendship. Yeah, it was great because it was you, me, and Robin who were like shoved in the backseat of Kim's car. None of us us are small people. (laughs) And your husband was in front. (laughs) And I was at my my heaviest weight then because I didn't know what was going on with my thyroid until very recently. I just remember you you were so shy at first, and I was like, oh no, I don't want to make it, this person feel bad. It was it was a very interesting way to meet everybody, but it worked. Like <laughs> It did. I don't know who brought up Final Fantasy IX first, so we all started talking really excitedly, and Kim was the only person who had never played it. She doesn't play a lot of Final Fantasy. She's never played a Final Fantasy except for Crystal Chronicles. And that makes me very sad. I know, I don't understand why she just, it just doesn't appeal to her. Like, she's played Kingdom Hearts. And she knows about Final Fantasy because of her brother, but that's it. Oh yeah, I sometimes forget she has a brother. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho's it. Anyways, uh, <laughs> we've known each other for seven years, just about. And Alex is my dungeon master for my very first D&D game. Yeah, we sh- after said wedding, we came back and made characters. Yeah. That was a really busy day. It was, but you and know I, what? We we were still alive. Yeah, didn't I roll like two 18s for my character? Oh my god, your character is by far one of the best characters that has been introduced to the campaign. Just because <laughs> even like you and Robin's character just truly just took off in characteristics and it, it just made the party so much better. <laughs> I mean, it was a party of two clerics and a druid, and we came in as a fighter and uh, a barbarian, so we brought in some firepower. And then I learned, huh, I should really up these monsters up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> then you're like, as it turns out, uh, these two aren't squishy. Because <laughs> we both rolled really well for our starting stats. You guys rolled very well for your stats. And it just, it just, again, it worked. It was magic. I've never had rolls like that ever since. It was all beginner's luck. (laughs) You're right. You rolled a lot of nat ones in battle. Oh my god, at the beginning, remember how many nat ones I hit? I almost killed Kim. You you almost did kill Kim with that trident. (laughs) Oh, good oh. times, good times. Yeah, would have been an interesting campaign if I had killed her at the start. <laughs> <laughs> it's And the funny thing is how I got invited to the wedding, because I didn't know Sam. I only knew Kim. and What? <laughs> yeah, the, I did Sam's hair, like, I cut it for her, for uh-huh. her wedding, and I recommended a stylist, because I hate updos. Oh, God, I... A, a little thing, I, I'm a cosmetologist, I've been licensed for 10 years, and I'm just, 
it was updos are just not my thing people (laughs) (laughs) don't come for me look everybody has their own style they have like the things that they're good at and the things they hate oh i i dread them yeah. <laughs> they the bait of my existence. Uh, my thing is fantasy colors and things like that. It's funny because a lot of my inspiration comes from my clients who are like in their 30s now who are absolutely huge Mooney fans as well. And that's kind of like hair goals for them. Hmm. So like have people like literally walked into your chair and been like, I want to have Sailor Neptune's hair. I that's have... happened multiple times. Yeah. <laughs> it's always Sailor Neptune. It's always Sailor Neptune. Because she is hair goals. She she is. Oh you God. can't have Sailor Pluto or Sailor Mars hair with unless you get a wig. So like the ones that are accomplishable, I think, are Mercury, uh, Uranus, and Neptune. I, actually I guess have Tara a client. as well. She is of native descent. She's indigenous. And mm-hmm. one of her first hair colors was to do a dark green so she can have Sailor Pluto hair. And it's by far one of the hardest things I ever had to do because green could turn muddy very quickly. So, mm. And her hair is like down to her knees. Oh my gosh. So there's so much pressure because you don't want to wreck her hair. Exactly. But she loved it and she comes back every four weeks just to get a gloss to keep up the green. Oh my god, bless her! Like, it's like... It's a lot of work. I, like, just to do a gloss for her, it takes me a minimum of two hours just because she just has so much hair. Yeah, that's just, like, that's just the length. We're not talking about, like, the literal layers of hair underneath that requires knee-length hair. She does a lot of um, dark-haired cosplay, because especially dark, dark skin cosplay as well. Mm-hmm. So very, her most recent cosplay was of uh, My Dress Up Darling. Of one, it's a cute little anime series. If you really like the stereotypical like nerd and find uh, finds true love of the most popular beautiful girl in class kind of thing, they actually have a beautiful connection. The characters are very rolled out, and I mean, we had a girls' night here very recently, and we watched it from beginning to end, and we were just like, "Yes, this is amazing. This is a good series." Good to know. Like, I'm so behind on, like, modern anime. I don't I don't know what anything is anymore. If I were to go into an anime convention, I would not know, like, 99% of the cosplayers. I would feel awful. That was me at Crunchyroll um, before COVID. Like, it was... <laughs> I went in, and I'm like, I don't know any of these. I'm like, oh, there's Yuna. Like, I, I know you. I don't know why mm-hmm. you're here. You're Square Enix, not Crunchyroll. But you know, good. Like, I got you. Yeah. And like, then, of course, cosplay like... Cosplay cosplay. Yeah, no, it's like nothing against it. It was a beautiful cosplay. There was actually a girl there who was, excuse me, she was fresh out of like Fire Emblem. There was like this dragon fire empress. I don't know what it is. I never watched, never played any of the games. Mm. Um, Like talking mad crap about a, um, what's the anime series called? It's the tip of my tongue. Um, Miss Kobayashi Dragon Maid. Okay. She was perfect. It was handmade. Like, even the tail was glorious. And oh. she was beautiful. I do love and a beautiful cosplay. The one who purchased her cosplay 
was talking mad crap about Miss Kobayashi because she was a bigger girl. And I turned <gasps> around and let's just say some words were exchanged. I'm not going to go into details of what I said because <laughs> I like it, it was some foul language and I sure. got very aggressive and I have no problem like shutting something down that doesn't need to exist. <laughs> it's very funny because you have like original anime Mars attitude in real life. <laughs> <laughs> but we all know who my favorite is. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we can answer that when we go through the well, questions. We'll get to it. So, because you have like all of these clients come in and have like Sailor Moon hair goals, is that how you found out about Sailor Moon? Or did you have an experience with Sailor Moon when you were little, like I did? So Sailor Moon was introduced to me when I was very young. Um, okay. It was, I believe it was on Toonami or no, no, I don't think it was on Toonami. I'm trying to remember what channel it was on. I just remember it was basic cable. Okay. And the moment I saw Sailor Mars, I fell in love. I was like <laughs> the long hair, the red, the fire. I was just like, this is my everything. I love everything about this. I don't care about the little blonde girl with pigtails, only to find out later that like she was like the main character. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and I would watch it in secret, actually, because my parents really mm. like me watching that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, I will just watch this in secret. I, my grandmother has four TVs. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like but I can Sailor, find ways. Oh, yeah. And like, you know, then the other shows like Digimon and Pokemon and all these other Metabots, all these other shows that were just clammed into your Saturday morning cartoons kind of came afoot. And that's mm -hmm. where my love of anime really began. But it truly was an experience to watch my first Magical Girl series mm -hmm. and just truly be enchanted by the whole situation. Oh, I'm really glad to hear that. I'm glad that it was such a positive experience for you. Oh, yeah. Like, like just very recently, a little TMI about myself. Like, you know, I go to therapy. Everything is, like, getting, you know, just of your normal tune-ups. Mm -hmm. My love for a lot of this feminine, powerful energy has really resonated with me as an adult. Because as a child, I wasn't allowed to have that kind of stuff. Because it was a girl thing. And that's, you know, just very strict Hispanic parents who didn't really want... They didn't really know how to raise a gay boy. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So it was really healing for me to be able to re go back and rewatch some of the Sailor Moons. I watched all the live action. I actually enjoyed the live action more than Crystal Chronicles. <laughs> no. Okay. Look. So one of the things that I'm very grateful for Christopher is that uh, a lot of people talked mad shit about the live action when it first came out. And then Crystal came out, and a lot of people like went back and, and watched the live action. And were like, actually, maybe it's not that bad. <laughs> I enjoyed a lot of it, actually. It I was... love the live action. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm not sure if you've seen, but my Sailor Moon collection has expanded quite a bit now. I The moment I see anything Sailor Moon, I just get it just because I can now. I'm a fucking adult. <laughs> yeah, that's what's really great. Like, I need... I. I need to actually like properly sit down and look at my money so that I can figure out if I can budget for buying the figure art for like all the figure arts, you know, the ones that switch out faces and the weapons and hands yes. and all that. Like I, 
I didn't have money when they were all being released and they were like 30 bucks at Barnes and Noble. And now they're like $150 on eBay. <laughs> oh, let me tell. Can, am I able to tell my sad Sailor Moon shoe story? Like, okay. Before... <laughs> yes. I, I was, I was ready for the launch day. I was. Okay. So I before, s- before that, so for those who aren't aware, um, and I don't know how you're not aware because like three, this is like three or four weeks after the fact, like by the time this goes up, uh, Vans had a collaboration with Sailor Moon for shoes. And now Alex, you can continue. And they were amazing. They were so well done. And I set an alarm for the launch day. I went in like an hour and I waited and I just, the moment they were on the webpage, I refreshed. I bought everything in my size, literally five pairs of shoes. That's the type of bitch I am. (laughs) (laughs) Am I allowed to swear? Yeah. I I have this podcast like marked as explicit because swears will come out from my mouth for sure. And sometimes from Kim's, and I'm too lazy to go in and edit out all of the swears. So Okay. I'll do my best, but no promises. So (laughs) I put everything in my cart, I ordered it, and I went straight to bed right after because I was exhausted. I had a client at 9 o'clock that morning, and it was literally 2 o'clock in the morning. I know. I woke up, and I seen I had a missed call from Chase. And I'm like... (gasps) No. What's going on? I instantly knew what happened. This has never happened before. They have never done this before. And for some reason, they called to let me know that there was fraud on my bank account. And that someone went in and purchased five shoes under my account at Vans.com. And I had to call them. I had to wait an additional half hour because customer service wasn't open yet yeah Yeah. so i'm panicking and i'm like telling them no i need that order to go through and they're like oh just go ahead and put it through i'm really sorry we just do this for your protection and i'm like yeah right and i hang up (laughs) and i go back on the web page all of my sizes were gone except one pair and of course I, i go to isha and i'm devastated like i'm like isha you don't understand i'm like messaging this but like this mm-hmm. is like i was sobbing my eyes out like princess yeah. crying in my living room and, like, laying on my couch and like no one was able to console me and isha was like come on buddy the shoes and i'm like but they're my shoes i know i know but... <laughs> <laughs> i know and it's it is really difficult because it's men's sizes and those are so much rarer because they're like, this is, here's the wildest thing. Like in an America, when they market Sailor Moon, they're like, we 100% will market this at women, which is kind of like a rare thing for like fan stuff in the US. But but the market knows. They're like, we know women are going to go for this. And also like a subset of gay men. But, like, in Japan, it's like they're vaguely aware that women want to purchase Sailor Moon stuff. But then they're like, we're only going to make it available to, like, 20% of the people in Japan. And it's like, <laughs> why don't you want to participate in capitalism? This is the one time. <laughs> this, is the, I, this is your one shot. <laughs> it's like I Where you can't blow it. <laughs> I would beggar myself for Sailor Moon. <laughs> you know? 
<laughs> so it's just like, I don't understand why you don't want my money. <laughs> but it's, it's very strange. It's very strange. <laughs> the good news is I got my favorite pair. Good. And I was able to wear them one time and I wore them to Pride for with my best friend and she brought her husband, love her husband. He has come such a far away like he used to be you, you know, we're not going to get into details what he used to be, but he is right. such an amazing husband and father to his two boys and I'm just like I'm so proud of him of like the literally 180 turnaround of his personality and I'm just like uh if only we were single. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I actually made a very, a very um, unique discovery yesterday when I realized I talked to my best friend's husband more than I talked to my best friend. <laughs> because we have so much in common. We both like sure. anime. We both like food. We're like, we're, we are literally the same person. He's just a straight version of me. <laughs> and when I brought this up to my best friend's attention, she's like, oh God, I married my best friend. Well, she couldn't marry you because that just doesn't work. So she had it to doesn't. find someone who was you but straight. Yeah, but the funny <laughs> thing is, like, again, we both like camping. We're just like we're just very outdoorsy anime nerds. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, I mean, we've kind of touched on this point a little bit, but uh, let's go more in depth. What does Sailor Moon mean to you? Oh, Sailor Moon, honestly, is like what isn't pure feminine energy than Sailor Moon? Mm-hmm. everything about it is just beautiful and Sailor Moon was also my first introduction to an LGBTQ community mm. because of of course the trademark characters Sailor Neptune, Sailor Uranus right. and of the course classic, when I first the classic cousin relationship <laughs> uh, the thing is I was too young to understand that part sure like, I was just like, I was more into the fact that these two ladies are really close to each other. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just wasn't, my my childlike brain wasn't able to put the pieces together until I was like, maybe in my college years. Because, of course, like, within that period of time, really, anime wasn't a part of my life. Maybe Like, Inuyasha came into my life, and that was fun, but... I wasn't able to indulge into it into my teen and young adult life until mm-hmm. I went to college and I'm like, oh, I just heard. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> it was literally that moment of like clarity. Yeah. I've, I've definitely had those moments. I think a couple months ago, uh, I turned to my roommate and I was just like, when people say do what the like when the spirit moves you they mean the holy spirit like in christianity and she was like yeah hun what did you think it was and i was like not that <laughs> it's not <laughs> it is it's the holy spirit i just didn't think of it as the holy spirit i didn't think of it as a christian thing i don't either <laughs> yeah i, I was like I've i been just saying thought it, it I, as a spiritual thing like. no no it, it's supposed to be the holy spirit because it's like a southern saying and they're real christian in the south so <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> I've yeah, been, I have become an awoken to a lot of things this past week and I'm okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm st- I still use it. Like I'm I'm Muslim and I still tell people to come to Jesus all the time. So. <sighs> it's a great saying. Like I'm I don't it mean is. it literally, but it's just like <laughs> mm, they need to come to Jesus. No, like the, you need to better yourself. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I guess since you've brought up like the feminine energy and then your experience being a gay man and on top of that being a more effeminate gay man growing up in the machismo Latino culture. Ugh. (laughs) (laughs) And don't get me wrong, like a lot of my family really didn't say much to me. It wasn't a bad thing. It was just my parents made it very clear. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, we just can't do this. And I'm like... The second I turned 18, I'm like, well, no more, 17. I was like, what's up? Like, (laughs) what what are you going to do now? I Mm -hmm. realized that a lot of my childhood experiences was taken away because I wasn't able to open up into this way, shape, and form in life. It became a very negative. And even to this day, I sometimes see myself like having a very misogynist look on things. And I do my best to just like turn my, turn the other cheek to that shit. Like, because it's just so ingrained and you, it's like you ha- you're literally relearning yourself. And one of the first things I did was like, I got Crunchyroll. I got Netflix. I like literally streamed nothing but anime for like the longest time mm-hmm. when um, I want to say back in like 2010, 11 and 12. That was mm-hmm. like that was like my coming out anime phase. Like I'm gonna do all of this. I'm gonna go to conventions. I even went to BlizzCon and I came in wow. third place. I came in third place in a um a costume contest. I was like, "Yep, this is my moment. This is this is this is my coming to Jesus moment." <laughs> sure, that must have been like that was a, that was a really great time to kind of get into all of that because that was when it really came into the popular sphere, mm-hmm. like 2010s. And don't get me wrong, like there was still a lot of gatekeeping there, mm-hmm. but let's be real, like there's no gate that can control this flame. Like it's going to just, I'm gonna plow through whatever you think or you're trying to tell me what to do. It just, mm-hmm. it doesn't work for me. <laughs> like, and a lot of this culture is dedicated to the male popularity. Let's be real. It's been just very recent that a lot of it has blossomed into such a beautiful accompaniment of people now. Mm-hmm. Like, it was almost expected. Like, oh, girls like Sailor Moon, boys like Dragon Ball Z. Yeah. Like that's that literally was it me growing up with when it came to anime and then Pokemon came out and it almost seemed like people were not, like girls were not allowed to like Pokemon when I was like a kid. Really, for me, Pokemon was Pokemon was for everyone. Pokemon and Digimon were for everyone because it it was geared at like kids about twelve and under, mm-hmm. and so like the gender lines. And I guess this is just my experience um, in the the 90s still because pokemon and digimon came out about the same time in the late 90s and while there were still like gender divides it wasn't as like strict as it is now like there's there seems to be like a very like only pink for girls only blue for boys and like while that was the trend that wasn't like a hardcore like this is this is the only way to be sort of thing 
Um, so Pokemon say... definitely felt like Pokemon is for everybody because you don't have to be male or female to appreciate like cute animals that can also like fucking destroy you. So... Animal slavery. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to. You don't have to have a gender identity to be to want to be Snorlax. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> This just kind of goes back to, like, when I was drawing all my friends as Pokemon trainers for a quick moment, because mm-hmm. I didn't know what I was doing with my life. And remember, yours was Fat Trainer Isha. <laughs> yeah. I specifically told you. You were like, what do you want your theme to be? And I'm like, I want to be Fat Trainer Isha, because I want to be a Snorlax. Like, it, like my favorite Pokemon is Squirtle, but if I were to be a Pokemon, it would be Snorlax. And, so and I was like, like, all your Pokemon had the thick, fat ability. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> It was a great lineup. It was a super powerful lineup. Yeah, no, it was very tanky. Like, you could outlast a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it was just, it, it was just a, a fun time. Uh, I think, too, with Pokemon... <sighs> yeah, there wasn't a lot of, like, well, you can't like this because you're a boy, or you can't like this because you're a girl. And I think that's changed now, because I know, like... Big time. Ten years ago, I was babysitting some kids, and I was helping, like, the boy out with his Pokemon game because he wasn't even trying to do a challenge, but he had gotten, I think it was, like, Heart Gold or Soul Silver, one of them, and he had gotten all the way to the 8th gym using only his Quilava, and I was like, you can't beat a water gym with a fire Pokemon. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, how did you get this far (laughs) without ever catching a Mareep? And uh, I was trying to to help him, and his younger sister was just like, why are you playing Pokemon with him? Pokemon is for boys. And I got, like, real heated, and I was like, Pokemon is for everybody. How dare you? Did you curse stomp a child? (laughs) I I wanted to. This is like a six-year-old girl, and I'm like, how dare you? This is for everybody. This is not gendered. This is not boys only. Boys can play this, and w- girls can play that. And, and it you know does the sad part matter. is, she was just she was just parroting. Like she was just parroting whoever told her that that's what's for boys. She right. probably maybe wanted to get involved, and then was like, no, that's for boys. So now in her little brain, she was thinking it was for boys. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It must have been something on the playground. But again, like I babysat them pretty infrequently, so it was just like I was kind of a, a backup plan for their mom. Gotcha. um, Like, growing up, I have, I still have a very good friend. Her name is Christina. Again, one of the very few people in my small school who liked anime. And one of those Mm -hmm. animes was Sailor Moon. And, again, because we were, I was able to sneak it, that was, like, my friend who was able to communicate it with, and we were able to talk. And, like, even to this day, she's my very good friend and a client of mine who gets her hair done, like, these beautiful fashion colors, and, like, it's goals. Her hair is goals as well. Nice. Yeah, Sailor Moon, I think I liked it as a kid because it was just for girls, and so I didn't have to share it with my brothers, because they wouldn't be interested in it, because you know, what's for boys can also be for girls. Like, it's acceptable for girls to be interested in quote-unquote boy things, but it's not acceptable for boys to be into quote-unquote girl things. Correct. Um, which is all complete bullshit. Oh, God. <laughs> like, I just very, I very recently, I saw a TikTok that was like, um, <laughs> it was like, what has been a scam for so long that people don't think it's a scam anymore? And people are like, gender. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> 
like I was like yes please like tell me because like how you said before I love feminine things I love the feminine energy like my nails are long my hair is long my I color my beard beautiful pink colors my whole computer setup is pink my like just my whole aesthetic is Mm -hmm. pink because that is what I love pinks lavenders gold sparkles anything that's what I'm gonna go for and a lot of gay men around my age are very similar to that tent because again we were still moving still moving forward with that whole like oh this is for boys you can't have this it was very rare you saw boys wear pink or anything i think i was like in high school when i started seeing like kids like teenagers wearing like pinks and purples and that's also was like the same when scene kid was coming out emo kids was coming out so like the energy of that was slowly tapering into like the more feminine qualities of things. Yeah, and- the scene and emo times like really had you had all of like these skinny men in these tight jeans and you know colored hair and like overly accessorized like all these things that are coded feminine for some reason. Hey, the thing is though, the rule was if you make it black, it's fine. <laughs> right. It's always been like so weird to me. I think just. Because, again, I have, like, that really weird sort of immigrant experience. And then, like, in India, like, when people get dressed up, like, everybody gets dressed up. Yes. You know? Like, when the when the men have to get dressed up, they have the shirwanis. They have these, like, brightly colored turbans. And they're turbans. beautiful. There's tons of embroidery. You know, like, they won't wear, like, necklaces now. But, like, in the past they did. They're all wearing rings. They're all wearing fancy shoes. Like, there's a lot of emphasis on, like, if you're gonna, like, be shiny, you have to be shiny. And that's not, like that's not male only or female only like everybody has to be shiny and so like i would see that reflected obviously in like bollywood as well where it's just like no looks are important for everybody uh do you remember when you found out that i watch bollywood movies (laughs) i don't remember (laughs) yeah i remember i i posted an old memory and you were like you watch this i was like yes I don't know why I find it surprising because it's just like, of course you do. Like, I think I've shared it on the podcast before, but like I, I'm, when I was living in California, I would be approached by Mexican people who would assume that I'm Mexican. And as soon as they realize like, oh no, I, I'm Indian. They would be like, ah, yeah, if you're not Mexican, you got to be Indian. Cause we're like the same people. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, you're not entirely wrong. <laughs> But, like, back to the original question, which you were saying, though, like, again, Sailor Moon, it just really does mean the world to me. Because how you said before, it was something just for girls at one time. And I'm so glad that that bridge crossed over in a very positive way. Mm-hmm. Because it just, it really just blossomed into something very new for me. I mean, I have one of my favorite figurines that I have that I need to get repaired because I um, one of my cats broke it. Um I don't want to put anyone on blast, but they know who they are. Um, <laughs> it was um, Princess Serenity in her white dress. Mm. And, like, she has the silver hair. And I just remember I saw it. I ju- Oh, this is actually a really cute story how I found it. So the salon I work for, the owner, amazing. And she has a son who is getting involved into anime. He loves anime. And oh. she doesn't get it. And I'm like, she asked me like all these questions about it. And it's just like, it's really cute. Like she's trying, like, at least she's like, oh, he says he likes this. Who's that? And I'm like, oh girl, he shouldn't be watching that show. 
<laughs> How old is he? You're letting him watch Berserk? Like, <laughs> oh no! <laughs> and like, of course, you know, like someone who doesn't know anime, she's like, "How come the girl's titties are always so big?" <laughs> I was just like, "Honey, what are you letting him watch?" Like, <laughs> oh no! Oh yeah, like because like I guess one day she looked at his phone and he had a picture of um, oh I always forget her name, Eno from Naruto, like uh-huh. adult Eno though. So like, oh no, <laughs> like right on his screen, and like me and Zed like to joke around and be like, oh, we should totally take him into the bad parts of Japan Town in San Francisco. <laughs> Oof. Okay, like here's this is this is a growing problem with like all of like the jump manga and anime is that they just like consistently have like the most comical proportions for female characters and it's just like you guys need to stop. This is this is actually ridiculous. Okay, who is your favorite character? It's a toss up between two. Okay. Here. Um Actually, it's it's a toss-up between three. Of course, Sailor Neptune. Let's be real. Like, I want to be Sailor Neptune, but let's be real. I'm not going to be Sailor Neptune. I'm going to be Sailor Venus. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I am Sailor Venus. Like, <laughs> and, of course, I always forget his name. He's very androgynous. He was one of the bad guys who liked to pose as women. And it Is was it- just... Zoizite or Fisheye? Yes, Zoizite. (laughs) I love him so much. (laughs) Like, like when he put that white chemise on trying to seduce that guy for his heart crystal, like, I... (laughs) Oh, I think that's Fisheye, not Zoizite. Are you sure? Yeah, because... Wait. Was he blonde? Yes. Okay, then it is Zoizite. Because you said heart crystal, so I got confused. No, it wasn't Heart Crystal. It was... See, now I have to go back and watch it again. It was, oh, one, of no. the ra- it was one of the Rainbow <laughs> Crystals, right? Correct. Yeah. Okay. I know. I know who you're talking about. <laughs> but, of course, the reason being Sailor Neptune, because she's amazing. Her... She's beautiful. Yes. And I remember very distinctly, I told you how much I like Sailor Neptune because of her calm demeanor. And I remember you told me, you need to watch it um subtitled not dubbed because a lot of her innuendos are very provocative and i'm like what no go back i fell in love with her all over again (laughs) (laughs) and then of course venus i love everything about her look her aesthetic she really was to me like this flashy peacock and i love it like it just was again this beauty that was just constantly being pumped out of this anime series mm-hmm. um and so is that because <laughs> let's be real me <laughs> <laughs> well i mean it's funny like because sailor and neptune in universe so in the canon a lot of the girls want to be like her and she knows it <laughs> venus looks up to her correct Mm-hmm. jupiter also looks up to neptune Love it. Yeah. They all, like, Neptune is, in many ways, like, the ideal Japanese woman. Mm-hmm. You know, she's smart, she's beautiful, she's talented, she's rich. You know, I was gonna, what she's else wealthy. Can you ask for? 
Because they go to a private school, correct? Yes. Sailor Neptune, Sailor Uranus go to a private school. Mars goes to like a religious school, correct? She goes to a private Catholic school. Yeah. That's what I thought. And then the other girls, of course, are in public school. I think yeah. the only one who doesn't go to school is Pluto, right? No. So uh, in the manga, in the original anime, Pluto, like, they messed up. <laughs> oh, no. In, in the manga, Pluto is a college student when we first meet her in uh, the S arc. Oh, okay. So she's yeah. not that much older than them. No. Because I just remember seeing her in a sexy business suit all the time. like Yeah, her little lavender uh, skirt suit combo. Good for her. Mm-hmm. She's great. Look, I love her. She's kind uh, of know- <laughs> weird in the original anime. So Neptune is, Neptune is who you wish you could be, but Venus is who you actually are. Correct. Um, what about arc, episode, adaptation? Like, which of those things is your favorite? What do you mean by that, if I may ask? So, like, what is, so if you were to watch, like, five episodes of Sailor Moon as, like, your comfort episodes, like, the ones that you go back to over and over again, what are those episodes? Like, would you pick the original anime over the live action? Would you read the manga instead? Would you go searching for one of the musicals? Um, if you, for any of these, do you prefer the the S arc, like, Death Busters? Do you prefer... The Dead in the Circus? Do you prefer Dark Kingdom? Like, which of those things do you like watching? So I like the original arc, of course, because that's just, it's comfort. It That's that's what it comes down to. Um, one of my favorite episodes in that, though, it was actually when Sailor Uranus and Neptune were already introduced into the series. Mm-hmm. So, like, later on in the seasons. Um it was a competition that was like, oh, do you know your true love? Blah, 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 blah. And Sailor Neptune Uranus, like, killed the competition. While I, I'm always trying to remember the guy with the big, huge, like bifocal glasses and like the curly haired red girl. Um, they were a couple. Uh, so that would be S with Kaylee Knight and Professor Tomoe. No, they were high school students too. I just remember like one of the, like they had to put their hand through the, um, the cubby hole and they're like, is this the hand of your lover? And like, he was like, oh, I remember she has a oh. bandaid on her finger. <laughs> oh, you're talking about Umino and Naru. Yes. Thank yes. you. <laughs> Sorry. No. And then he, the lady was like, nope, that's not me. They're like, yes, it is. This is you. <laughs> <laughs> and like, Lyle. She was behind the thing. She was like, oh, he had, I had a band-aid on my finger like a month ago. Good for Kudos for him for paying attention, though. <laughs> and then, of course, Uranus goes up and, like, this this masculine energy and was like, this is her. This is the love of my life. And then you just hear Neptune, correct. What? <laughs> <laughs> Not just like that, but, like... It just, it just, it just resonated in me, and I thought it was the funniest thing. Oh my gosh, they are like, <laughs> they are definitely couple goals. Oh my god, yes! Like, I actually have a friend who her name is Erica. Love her to death. I call her Coach as a joke because, like, she's just a very masculine woman, and I love her so much. I would be like, "You're the same woman that's coming out of Home Depot, like, with four bags of cement on each arm," like, <laughs> and I'm just pushing the cart with my begonias in it. Like, 
That's an interesting vi- vision. <laughs> I have my sun hat on, you know, because the sun's evil. The sun is evil. Especially now that we have global warming. <laughs> I don't know what to tell the rest of you. Like, that's, just, that's just how it be. The sun punishes us. Uh, yeah. And being here in California is just... <sighs> One thing, living by myself... I don't care how high my electric bill is. That AC is sitting at 74. (laughs) No, I get you. I get you. I feel that deeply. I will pay whatever I need to, to make sure that my cats are comfortable in my house. Oof. I do. I do feel that. Except Kimba. He's the only one who'll be like, I'm going to shred this curtain up to get behind it so I could sit in the sun. (laughs) Kimba most... just has Kimba has Mars energy, like original <laughs> anime Mars energy. Like I said, like I next when I go to Crunchyroll this year with my cousin, I'm gonna find that vendor who sells all the Sailor Moon like uh, pet collars. I'm just gonna buy every single one. Yeah. And if Saturn, Pluto, Uranus, and Neptune are there, I'm gonna get those too. I'm gonna get four more cats. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why do you have so many cats? And it's like, I have to have enough for all of the senshi. Yeah, and then the, there's a little gray cat that sits outside. I'll just give him a tuxedo mask collar and call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> that bastard don't do anything. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Sorry, it's going to take me some time to compose myself. <laughs> That cat oh. is literally that meme of like, I'm taking off now, and then Kimba's in the in the moon. You didn't do anything. <laughs> didn't I? Didn't I? It's like, no, you didn't. Amazing. I love it. I think we've already talked about this last point about how Sailor Moon inspires you in your life. That's kind of been the running theme for this whole episode. So <laughs> I don't know that we yes. really have to discuss it. I mean, not really. I mean... I, I really love the series, and I play a game called League of Legends, and they just, I want to say, I think it was 2017, probably even sooner than that, they created a Star Guardian series, where mm. they were taking some of the champions and giving them these beautiful skins for that, like, very magical girl, and mm-hmm. for the past three seasons of this, it has blown up into this beautiful community, of, like, Star Guardian, like, characters where girls are able to play a game and be a magical girl. Aww. Right? I'm in trouble this year for Crunchyroll, though, because Star Guardian is being being launched in July, and Crunchyroll is in August, late August. Uh-huh. And I just discovered that this Star Guardian series is taking one of my favorite characters from the game and giving her a Star Guardian skin. And I'm like, yep, the second Crunchyroll's there. I already know they're going to have all her merch there. I'm going to be poor. It's going to be that game on my phone many years ago, Isha. <laughs> don't. Please don't. Oh my gosh, you almost bankrupted yourself over that. Uh, there was nobody the one- else in your life who was telling you not to do anything. I was just like, Alex, you got to stop. This isn't right. <laughs> You were my only adult in my life at the time. <laughs> I'm like the it's... most like 
fiscally conservative person in our friend group. All of us are just like, eh, anyway, I got money, so I spent it. And it's I'm, it's just me See, in the that's... background, like, screaming. <laughs> the thing is, though, we actually talked about this because I have a chat for girls' night of, mm-hmm. like, we are all talking about, because they normally, so we have a girls' night once a month of, like, a whole bunch of me and my girls will get together, we dress comfortably, we eat food, and we watch anime series that we all vote on. Our most recent discussion about this, though, was taking a trip together, all of us. And mm-hmm. one of the things that we were talking about was, like, expenses and things like that. And I'm like, guys, it's just not a problem. Don't worry about it. And we are all talking about, like, how much we enable one another to purchase things. I'm like, we need an Isha in the group again. <laughs> like, we, <laughs> like this, we need somebody who's going to tell us, no, we don't need this. Yeah, <laughs> You just gotta add me into the group chat, and every time you're about to make a purchase that's over a hundred dollars, like you, you gotta put in the group chat. Like, oh my hey, god, that's nothing. I know, but like, still, so like, put it in the group chat. Hey, Isha, do I need this? And I'll be like, no, <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't. What's wrong with you? <laughs> Everyone in the chat would be like, get it, yes, get it, Queen. Like, treat yourself. Isha's like, do you really need this? It's like, think about it. Do you need this? Will you use this? <laughs> I have like a whole criteria about like, I do this to myself too, where it's just like, I want this. And I'm like, now a want is different from a need. So this is why I have a lot of savings right now. <laughs> Cause I'm just I like, really wish I had the control like you did. Like, I'm not trying to say anything like I'm well off or anything, but like a lot of the times I'm able to just get something and not think about it. Mm-hmm. And I know for a lot of our friends, that's, they yeah. can't just do that. You know what I right. mean? Like, I mean, like, so everybody it's... has financial problems. I'm very, very much, like, my parents have, like, many times told me, you need to spend your money. And I'm like, no, <laughs> something bad is going to happen when I do. So... <laughs> so there is those moments where I do have, but a lot of the times it's like, you know what? I did this. I did this. I can treat myself to this kind of thing. Yeah. For me, that that's is the control I have. Yeah, for me, that's when I buy myself a Twix bar, where I'm like, I earned a Twix. <laughs> oh, no. Me, it's like, I deserve another pair of shoes. Like, <laughs> I deserve to spend $100 on this game. Like, you know what I mean? Sure. Not the dress-up game. Like, I, the game is installed into my tablet that I don't touch. <laughs> right, yeah, I... I have definitely bought games on the Switch where I'm like, when was, did I touch this game? I don't remember. And it just sits there and I feel guilty and there's not much memory on the Switch, so. Like, oh, I'm right there with you. It's such a waste. It's such a waste. I don't know why Nintendo is like, we're only going to give you like 10 gigabytes of memory. And it's like, why would you do this? Like nobody who lives like this. Oh no, me and Zed, the second we got our Switches, we upgraded those chips to like... Yeah, I have, I think, I, I don't know what mine is. We can talk about this later. It's fine. Yeah, anyway, Nintendo but... <laughs> Switch doesn't give us enough memory. Uh, they should make a Sailor Moon video game. Uh, that's the thing that I hate the most about all of the adaptations of the manga, is that none of them talk about how much video games are important to Sailor Moon and to the century in general. Like, most of them eventually cut out Crown Arcade. Uh, oh my god, I would totally, say if they made, like, an RPG, like, yeah game well, they, for sailor moon oh my well, god Well, the one I, rpg that they made for sailor moon it's for the snes and like you can only get it as like a fan translated rom oh yeah it's a great game it's honestly so good uh 
but it, it's only available because fans were like, I want to play this, and I know other people want to play this, but it was only available in Japanese, so people literally took it, turned it into a ROM, and translated it. <laughs> so, like, not to get off the subject off of, like, this type of video game thing, but, like, you know, of course, Final Fantasy VII Remake has reached um, Steam. Mm-hmm. So now everyone is making, like, um, mods and things like that for it. One of the mods, you could make um, Tifa... Sailor Mars and Aerith Sailor um Sailor Moon. <laughs> Aerith is not a Sailor Moon. Aerith is like a Sailor Neptune where she looks pure but is dirty. You are a hundred percent correct. Yeah. If anybody's Sailor Moon, it's Tifa. It's just because Tifa has big boobs. And that makes her too much of an adult. <laughs> Honestly, that makes her a Jupiter, if anything, because Jupiter has the biggest talent. I do like Sailor Jupiter. Everyone should like Sailor Jupiter. <laughs> I feel like she doesn't get the the kudos that she deserves. She doesn't. She's consistently ranked the lowest. But she's so powerful. Yeah, but people don't like Sailor Jupiter. I know you and me talked about this too, about like yeah. the difference between Sailor Jupiter and Sailor Uranus. And It was the height. Huh? It was the height. No, not just that. It. it wasn't just that. Oh, though. powerful, it also, yeah. It was like yeah. power level as well as there's a huge, huge leap in masculine energy between the two. A lot of people want to say they're very similar that way. I'm like, no, no. honey. Jupiter is way more feminine than Uranus. Uranus is like the queen of masculinity, if that yeah. makes any sense. Like- yeah. Jupiter has like a masculine image force on her, but like Uranus projects it. Mm-hmm. So people... like think jupiter is more masculine than she actually is and she's really just like a fluffy frilly little girl (laughs) and like let's be real like who's the one punching the ground to get their attack out like (laughs) who's the one who is serving like (laughs) they're both very powerful they are but anyway this has ended up being really long so I'm gonna have fun editing. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's fine. This is what happens when we talk. <laughs> it is like you and me just go back and forth between subjects. We just can't help it. It's who we are. This has been a long episode. Thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at Oshiokio Pod or contact us through email at Oshiokio the Podcast at gmail Thanks as always to Barbara Daly for the use of her artwork. You can find all of that information in our show notes. Please rate and review us wherever you find us, or... Tsukini kawatte! Oshiokyo!